Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Week with Cheek podcast. Before we start this podcast, I would like to acknowledge that we are on stolen Aboriginal land here in Brisbane or Mianjin. It's the land of the Yagara and Turrbal people. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek. Welcome. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the most problematic part of Australian culture, or parts, I should say. Okay, so I put up a poll. What is the most problematic element of Australian culture? And um, we have a Patreon for $4 a month. You can join our Patreon, support us, and get onto our close friends list on Instagram. And so we've been asking questions on the main Instagram stories and talking about a couple on main stories, and then we go into detail and um, provide our most spicy opinions on close friends so hop onto our patreon if you'd like to get onto our close friends list sorry i'm just stretching out my jeans give me a sec sorry i'm moving the chair now i'm just trying to get them down my legs you know i hope you everyone's watching the video for this (laughs) i'm gonna move the chair a little bit yeah just slightly forward yeah perfect that didn't do anything whatever (laughs) having jeans problems today i've been i have this project where i'm stretching out some jeans that are too small project but i think i'm gonna abandon it i because... cannot believe you referred to that as a project that's fucking hilarious yes yeah, so i have you... a project where i got in the shower with jeans yes, I did. What you that did. was disgusting that i did that how did it feel just as bad as you'd imagine gross yeah exactly how you imagined um yes not quite as bad as i imagined because they were quite tight, so they're, like, right on your skin. I feel like like the bottoms, because they were flare jeans, mm. when the bottoms are flapping around, that feels disgusting. Mm. But the parts are just Like stick. a wet willy. Exactly. The parts are just stick on your skin, not so bad. Really sorry that I just said that as well. Wet willy. What? I think I'm just saying it right, just things to see what happens. And there's no reaction besides you, so I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> well, I hope everyone listening is like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So there are a couple... Um, of uh, themes, obviously. Obviously. Have a guess what one of the themes was. Drinking and gambling. Yes. Oh, I didn't actually see anyone say gambling. I saw one gambling when I looked. Oh, drinking and gambling. There it is. Um, Drinking was a huge one. Um, I don't drink, so I have a different, probably a more extreme perception of this. But, like, as someone who doesn't drink, you are – you would be so, or I am so aware of how much drinking yeah. like permeates our culture. Like the fact that I don't drink is always like someone always has a fucking problem with it. Um, Sorry. When you say like, I want to get into this a bit cause I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. What, what is your, like, what are the range of microaggressions you would say that people would express towards you? Like, obviously you say like has a problem with it. Mm. What is the, what is the range from the least to the most aggressive form of like commentary? I don't think I've had commentary that's that aggressive um but it's more just like people will continuously ask me if i want to go to get go for drinks and like i don't mind if someone's if it's like a group of people who are like oh we're going to get drinks i will usually go and get like a lemon lime bitters or a water or lemonade or something like that like i'm not offended that people like on mass invite a group of people to get drinks including me but like people who know that I don't drink are like, oh, how about you and me go to the bar down the road to catch up? I'm like, why would you do that? Why would, you why would I want to go there um, when it's just me? Um, the other thing, I think one of the worst things is people asking why I don't drink. 
Like there's so many reasons it's not your business, mm. like especially people I don't even know. Um, and another bad one is people who give me a drink even though they know I don't want to have a drink. Like physically, what about offering? Um, some people do continuously offer, even though they don't, they know I don't drink. And I think that borders on ignorance and rudeness. Yeah. Cause I guess in a way it's like people are trained to offer the drink yeah. on the basis of that's courteous. Yes. But when someone actively, like I would, I would personally never offer you alcohol ever. No, a lot of people do. I know, <laughs> but I get, I guess it is confusing. Like, um, it, it can be. Like, but it's also a lot of foods and things and, and drinks. Someone like, like, coffee. Well, I don't yeah. drink coffee, but it's like, it's alcohol is completely different to that because that is yes. a drug. Yes. Right. Um, that's, that's interesting. But people don't say to me, do you want a drink? People say beer, wine. I see. And I say like lemon lime bitters. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like water. Cause usually if someone says beer, wine, I just say water. But if someone said, would you like a drink? I would say, yeah, I'd like a lemon lime bitters. Yes. That's what I usually want in yes. one of those instances. I just say water to like. I guess kind of make a point that it's like, I don't drink and you know that. So why are you offering me beer slash wine? Yeah. Um, The other thing, oh, like this is a bit of a harder one and I kind of get it. But like when I was younger and like every, like for everyone, all they did for birthdays is like pre-drinks and then go out. Is like people continuously inviting me to those, which I get it. Like, I feel like a lot of people think it's rude to not, like, it'd be rude to not invite me. But then when I'm like, oh, like, I'll probably come for the start, but then I'll just sleep. Being like, oh my God, why? Why aren't you coming to the club? Like, why aren't you coming to the valley? Like, why the fuck would I want to go there? (laughs) Like, why would I want to go to the valley sober? This is really random. I haven't expressed this to you yet. Mm -hmm. I had a dream last week that I had a hen's party. Which is Ew. outrageous, right? Because yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Pass. And you know what? If you've had one, I don't give a fuck. It's, it's just very want. out of character for you. Yes. So I had this dream. I had a hen's party. And I was in the dream, like, so concerned about what I was going to do for you, my queen. Thank you, queen. I was like, oh, she would hate it. <laughs> but if I don't invite her, that is so rude. This is my queen, right? <laughs> and then I just thought I would not invite you. Yeah, thank you. Because it would be disrespectful to invite you to that. Yes. Right? If I was going to have one. Yeah. That's how I felt. The other thing is because usually when I'm invited to those things, it's like when you're invited, it's like, well, I kind of have to go now. Well, this is the other thing is it's like sometimes I say to you in certain instances, like, I am going to invite you, but like, do not come. (laughs) (laughs) I'm informing you that I'm going. But but it's one of those things where like uh, I had a – friend talked to me recently about an issue they were having with two of their close friends and they were like i i just don't know if i'm being out of line and this was about um an issue with going out somewhere and mm-hmm. i sort of said like well have you ever communicated what how you want to be communicated with and i think that's the question with something like this some people would always want to be invited and wouldn't feel bad saying no yeah but i think because i think it's like there isn't an expected like template pro forma thing of like how that should be treated Mm -hmm. and how someone who doesn't drink wants to be treated. If it's, they want to be treated exactly the same as someone who does drink or if they want to be acknowledged and it'd be very aware that you don't drink. So like when someone says, do you want a beer or wine? That's just stupid Yeah, because you should be asking everyone, do you want to drink? It's the inclusive thing to say. It is the inclusive thing to say. Yeah. But I can understand that some people would be confused. I'm sure you understand this too, but like about how to, Go about it. But I think just asking is not that difficult. Yeah. Like I say to you, like, would you prefer to be, I try to be as like 
you tell me. Yeah. But then I also don't. Do you want to be invited or not? But sometimes you're like, no, sometimes I invite you to something and I'm like, oh, she's going to fucking hate this. And you're like, no, I'm seriously not. And I'm like, in your head though, are you secretly like you evil? <laughs> Why B-word? are you <laughs> Yeah, and the other thing is, like, if people know me, they know that I prefer not to be invited. Yeah. Or, like, I actually like when people say, like, I'm going to this thing, like, you would hate it, so I haven't invited you. Yeah. And then it's like, that's is that true? Is that do. fine? And I'm like, oh, thank you. That's a relief. Yeah. I, that's what I try to do. I love when people say to me about events and they're like, you don't have to come. I'm like, oh, yes. Thank you for saying that. It's so funny because I told you a couple of times that, like, I've been at, like, parties or things where people have been like, oh, you should really bring Kristen. And I flat out said to the person, Kristen will never, ever come to this. <laughs> I literally will be Thank like, Kristen you. will never, I will never bring Kristen. Like, I, I don't want them to ever have this idea that that will happen. So like, Maybe I, one time I flat out, I'm like, no. And they're like, come on. And I'm like, I don't think you know a single thing about Kristen. <laughs> <Rubbed up. laughs> yeah. And it's not about them. No. It's about what you enjoy. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think people take it offensively and it's like, but party culture and drinking culture isn't for everyone. Exactly. But you can like drinking and not like nightclubs. Mm-hmm. You can like nightclubs and not like drinking. Yeah. Rare. But... Yes. Well, it's like, you know how some people, they're like not into drinking, but they are into drugs. Yes. Like, is it something for everybody? There is something for everybody. Some people like water. Exactly. Yeah. Some people don't like fizzy things. But I think it can absolutely come with a timeline for people as well. Like, I think that, you know, my mom wasn't ever a massive drinker, but mm-hmm. she's always been like a lightweight. She'll have one wine and be like, I can't tie my shoes. Someone help me. <laughs> She'll hate hearing this, but that did happen. Um, <laughs> in year 12, I came home and she was like, Hannah, and I had like a concert on the lace front on it. She was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, stay there. And she did like two oh, glasses of wine at like a, one of those afternoon where they just talk about fucking Tupperware or Enyo oh, or something. Yes, yes, yes. Um, anyway, that was really funny. Hilarious. I think the other thing is, it, my point with that was it, it's a lifestyle change. So like my mom was never a big drinker, but she did drink. Mm-hmm. And then when, you know, five years ago, she just stopped drinking. She yeah. had one light beer overseas and was like, couldn't finish it. And I was like, wow, queen, <laughs> that's incredible. Wow. Well, I think the other thing is for me, because I just stopped drinking because I didn't really like it anymore. Like it's made me really cognizant of how difficult it would be if you were like, if you were, you know, an alcoholic or had problematic drinking habits and you actively went out, like sought to become sober. Yes. Like it is fucked up. Oh, like it's annoying enough for me. And there's no, no, like, I mean, the reason is just, I don't, I don't like it. It also, um, I don't know if this sort of goes off course a bit, but I note how the more comfortable and more, the longer we've been drinking for the way the rules fade away and the boundaries change. Yeah. So like, for example, probably up until two years ago, if I was going to drive anywhere, I would not have a mouthful of alcohol. Mm -hmm. I would just, I was very, very hyper aware at all times of how much I was drinking. And if I knew I had to drive that day in the next 24 hours, I would not touch a drink. Yeah. And then, you know, you're working full time, you're in, you're, you work somewhere. Like I've worked in multiple workplaces where drinking has been quite a big part of the culture outside of work, like Mm -hmm. after on a Friday afternoon, blah, blah, blah. And, um, then you get into like a one or two drinks and you're counting yeah. the hours and then your boundaries change and the goalposts change. And, and that's a really small example, but I think that that can happen. Whereas it can be the opposite. Someone can start drinking heavily at uni mm-hmm. and sort of have no awareness for the rules or social, what's socially acceptable and do really the wrong thing when they get drunk and become a, the worst version of themselves. Yeah. And then as they get older, they grow out of that. But I think our habits can really change and our personal rules and values change when we drink. Yeah, exactly. There are, 
a lot of people in this country who should not drink. Agree. And I think that the worst part about one of the worst parts about alcohol is that it diverges so significantly from the people we are every day. Yeah. And I, I actually don't like, and often when people bring this up, I, I don't really comment or I just agree because I don't want to talk about it, but I actually don't like the whole saying like it's truth serum or like, um, drunk words speak sober thoughts or whatever, because I don't think that's true. No, me neither. I think that people become this entirely different version of their personality pie. Yeah. And it's either the, it can be the worst and it can be a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. It really depends on the person. And I think that the way that happens is dangerous. Like I think either way is dangerous. Agree. Agree. No, I don't. And as a big drinker, it is so fucked for me to talk about it like that. I don't think you're a big drinker queen. Really? That's interesting. Think I guess about but, how many people we know who drink so much more than you. No, do. I know, but like, if we're looking at what should the what the measure should be, I should be a big drinker, I guess. But in Australian culture, I'm not. But the, like, a heavy heavy drinker is like seven drinks a week every week. Yeah, true. According to medical stuff. Yeah, I remember like when I did drink in uni, and doctors would be like, "Are you a big drinker?" And I'm like, "How much is that?" Yeah, and they'd all be always be like seven drinks a week, but not all on the same day. I'd be like. Um, <laughs> I, but that's the thing. I think we're all lying to doctors then. Like yes. I remember going to the doctor at like 18 or 19 and they asked and I was like, do you want the real number? And I said it and they were like, oh, I know I like, I'm in uni. What the fuck? Exactly. What do you expect? Like, and again, it's just, it's society. Like, what do you fucking expect? But something that's confusing is seven drinks a week to a doctor is a lot. Have you ever been to a bar? How many drinks do they recognize they're serving one person? Exactly. Exactly. And like when I was drinking, it would be at least like 10 standards before we went out. Oh, absolutely. And also, like, you can order cocktails by the jug. Exactly. Hello. Hello. Everything's a double or triple shot. I just think that, every, like, so, like social outings just revolve around alcohol in this country, and it's problematic. Absolutely agree. Um, another one of the big ones, racism, obviously. Obviously. And someone – and a few of these I did talk about on our close friend's story, um, but I will kind of, like, sum up because I think some of them were quite interesting because a lot of people just said racism – Agree, obviously. Um, some people said casual racism, which I think is like quite inherently Australian, which yes. I think is a fucked up thing to say. But like casual racism and casual sexism is the way that Australians get away with being like, oh, well, it's just a bit of fun. It's nothing serious. And like that's what perpetuates like, you know, domestic violence yep. and violence against people of color and continued discrimination. Another thing that someone said, and I was like, oh my God, that is so smart. <laughs> Not understanding that all non-First Nations people are immigrants. I saw that one. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. sorry, it's not crazy. It's obvious. It's a very good take, I think. Well, it's like um, famously Pauline Hanson claimed that she was Aboriginal because she was born here. I know. She's so fucking, but I think that was a, that was a really interesting one. Cause it's like, and I talked about this on close friends story. So apologies. So I'm just repeating this, but like everyone is, everyone who lives in this country is either first nations or has been an immigrant at some stage in their like ancestry. Ancestry. I was like, what is that word? I was like, coming, you know, when you're coming towards a word and you're like, oh my God, where you're is like, it? it better come to <laughs> yeah. me right then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that if people actually got that through their thick skulls, Australia would be a much better place. Yeah, absolutely. Because also then like the way that we treat um, refugees and people seeking asylum, it's like, hello, we're all immigrants. Yep. If you're like a white Australian, you're a fucking immigrant. I mean, it just comes down to racism, really. It's not that complex. It should also be mentioned that like a lot of people said, and I think it is like a subsect of racism, is um, 
particularly our racism towards First Nations people. Yep. And like the um, erasure of the true history of Australia and just like these attitudes that we as Australians have, uh, as white Australians have towards First Nations people and culture yeah. um, is incredibly fucked up. And the other thing I wanted to mention on the racism thing, because I think goes hand in hand, is like this idea that Australia is like a multicultural country. Like, we use that as a marketing term, yeah. multicultural. Like, we're not fucking multicultural. We're racist as fuck. But what's interesting about that is, like, we're claiming multicultural when it suits us in terms of tourism and, and marketing, absolutely. But being racist doesn't negate the fact that we're multicultural. It negates the fact that we support the fact that we're multicultural. True, yes. So it's like we're still multicultural, but the inherent problem is that the white people of this country fucking resent anyone of a different culture. Yeah. So, you know, it's when it benefits us in terms of economic value that might bring with, you know, tourism, the tourism food, culture, blah, blah, blah. Us white people have none of it. <laughs> <laughs> culture non-existent. Non-existent. But it, it's interesting because I feel like all of these responses yeah. are inherently masculine traits. Yes. Sport. Someone actually said men. <laughs> Just a joke. Um, also, people said toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, but it's in, it, sport was a big one too, wasn't it? Was yeah. It? Yeah. No, like, it's more like our attitude towards sport, like yeah. our obsession with it. Mm. I don't care about sport. I'm not like other Australians. Tall poppy syndrome, someone has said. That is extremely interesting and accurate. Yeah. It's so weird watching people, like Australians, turn on celebrities sometimes. Yeah. And on our own, it's very confusing. I think it comes with our down-to-earth, laid-back vibe, yep. which is also sinister, I find. Yes. We're not. No. I think that tourists like to come here and be like, wow, you guys are so relaxed. And it's like, no, we literally all hate each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um because I think that it's interesting to have this uh, stereotype of like the chill vibe, um, surfer, like sporty, you know, we're all really calm, cool, collected and far away from the rest of the world. But what actually is, is just it's insidious, yeah, casual sexism, casual racism, and probably one of the, um, like, I think against all global measures, we are more racist and sexist than the rest of the world. Yes. And it's like, oh yeah, but we're really, you know, laid back Aussies, very yeah. colloquial. It's like, no, you just have no regard for what's socially acceptable. Exactly. I fucking hate it. And do you know the other thing is like that like laid back, like cool surfer vibe mm. is like, you know, obviously talking about the beaches and I can only talk about the beaches in like the Southeast Queensland and like Northern New South Wales territory. Cause that's where I have grown up and live is I just feel like the people who you point to them, like, oh, like the cool laid back surfer, surfer dudes it's either like they're always on one end of the political spectrum yeah. or whatever. And so it's like they are not fucking relaxed at all. No. These people are like either Alan Jones level conservative bigoted or, or greenies through and through. Exactly. Who are passionate about their cause either way. And often it's very much environmental issues, climate change, because it impacts the fucking sport. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's interesting. Um, one of them, which I can't find at the moment, said um, the she'll be right narrative. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not really all right, is no, it? No, that's what I actually talked about this one in stories. I was like, she won't be right. Like, <laughs> people always use it to like um, get out of uh, serious talk, like conversations, like about politics and stuff. Mm. It's like, oh, she'll be right. I'm like, she absolutely will not be right. We're really contradictory, exactly, because all of these things are actually fighting each other. Yes, but they are also inherently Aussie. 
this is interesting. This might relate to this. Um, I heard the phrase capping out yesterday when I was at dinner and capping out refers to when a point, when you reach a point in a debate or conversation with someone where they no longer have the ability to fight back about the thing you're talking about. So they cap out and go to and point something else. Oh, okay. And that gives me these vibes. Like you can debate and disagree to a point and then she'll be right as soon as the, uh, as the, it's usually an Aussie man. Yeah can't continue to debate policy or climate change or something specific Mm -hmm. it's she'll be right or it becomes casual racism sexism stereotyping yeah it's like all these things enter enter at the point of i no longer have an argument yes exactly and i think that that yeah you're right she won't be right she's very very wrong especially in this day and age Mm. um this one's a bit different the aussie bloke is useless needs a good Sheila to sort him out. Holy shit. My mother tried to pedal this at me once. Really? Two years ago. Oh no. I got, this is embarrassing. I got really <laughs> um, drunk on Boxing Day in my small hometown in central west New South Wales. And I was like absolutely obliterated. Like it was really embarrassing. One of the most embarrassing times. Anyway, I got home and my mum mentioned something about, you know, short skirts. We had a bit of a brawl about short skirts, women asking for it. You know the vibes. Anyway, she ended up saying something like, but, you know, a, a good woman can change a devil man. Oh. <laughs> and I was really drunk and my my brother was cooking me a bacon and egg sandwich in the kitchen and he just turned to my mum and was like, enough, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and I just like, I could, like, I remember having like glassy eyes and you know when you're just like a bit blurry and I just turned to her like, <gasps> And it was just like went on. Like it, I, I cannot even express what happened from there. Oh god! But I think there is this narrative of like, you need a good woman to you know bring a man down, and it's also it's also this idea that we're, um, in some way stealing a man in his prime or locking ew, him down. Ew. But isn't there this idea of like possession and imprisonment of that as well? Oh yes. Like that's what I mean. Like I think that when we we peddle this idea, it's like yeah, the ball and chain argument. The ball and chain argument. It's not an argument, it's a term. Yeah. But I I, I find that really fucked. Like, yeah. it's one of the most toxic parts of um, monogamous culture as yes, well. It's exactly. like this idea that a woman is, like, settling a man yeah. and taking him out of some sort of spotlight or peak. Yeah. Um, that's feral. I am. Um, so my partner was um, – go- he was overseas somewhere um, and he was, like, in hostel and he met this um, – woman who is from who was from new zealand and so he wasn't in new zealand they were both traveling and this woman was well she had lived in australia for a while and she was like i just find like the culture around aussie relationships is really problematic like in a straight relationship she said in new zealand it's like you and your partner are like partners your best friends you're like you know a unit in terms of like um, you want to spend time to, with each other. Crazy concept, I know. Crazy. But she said in Australia, the culture is always like the man is, is always trying to like get away and like go and talk, see the boys and like have a boys night and like get out of the home that it's he and his escape. partner yeah. shares. Yeah, and she's like, it's just really not like that. Like in, um, in New Zealand, it's like we go out with our partners yeah. and like it's a group thing. It's not like the men trying to like escape the woman for one night. Yeah. Fucked. Do you think that women peddle that? Um, yeah, but I think it probably 
I mean, because we live in a patriarchal society, I think that it came from the men and then women are like bred to believe it as well as men. And then women have their own take on it, I think. Yeah. Because it's like, I think that, that women, it's either, you either go one way where you're, where you're like fighting your man. Um, ugh, I hate this so much. Ugh. Like trying to stop your man from going to like boys nights and things like that. Or you go the other way and you're like, oh, it's good to get him out of my hair for a few hours. Yeah. You don't have many options. Exactly. But I think it's just incredibly toxic to like everybody. Yeah. No matter whether you're in the in a relationship or not, misogyny was in there as, as well. Obviously, self self deprecation to the point of low self worth and eventually self loathing. I think that comes from um, like that's the flip side of tall poppy, tall syndrome. poppy syndrome. Agree. They're two sides of the coin. Exactly. And I absolutely think we're all guilty of it. I think that uh, shitting on yourself is promoted in Australian culture. Yeah. And I think that. I think it comes from, there's an element of feminism there where for women, it's not acceptable to promote yourself and it's seen as, um, you know, being self-obsessed or entitled, all of these sorts of things. But I think there is, it's really dangerous the way that we shit on people for liking themselves Yeah, at a very baseline level. Agree. Although I do think in Australia, women and men both get it. Like yeah. women probably worse, but I think that. But I think that men should be bullied. <laughs> <laughs> bully a man today sometimes i see men on tinder or like on tiktok and i think they should have been bullied more as a child <laughs> they, they, they wouldn't have posted this if that was the case you can tell the ones who weren't that's for sure yeah that there's no such thing as mental illness and people should just suck it up absolutely i think that's a huge i'm sorry i don't agree with the <laughs> <laughs> they should Harden up, princess. No, I think that mental... Millennial snowflakes. The perception of mental health in this country is probably the worst in some of the worst in the world. Yeah. Um, I... But but also, like, I think every one of us struggles with it. Yeah. I have not... I mean, I don't have... The, you know, I'm not... I'm not super duper mentally healthy, but I've never had a um, mental diagnosis. health diagnosis or... or um, like, I've never been to see a, a doctor for a particular diagnosis. But... I think that, you know, even when I, I try to be very um, aware and empathetic and understanding about mental health issues, but I think we're all guilty, especially because Australians are very, like, work ethic based. Yeah. And I think that when we see someone who's not, like, pulling their weight, mm -hmm. regardless of what the – if they are, do have a mental health um, diagnosis or something's going wrong, we are – we see it as an excuse. Yeah. And we put blame on them yeah. and we – I, I think judge them. Yeah. I think that like it's it's kind of like casual sexism and racism and things is that when we haven't experienced it ourselves, we really struggle to perceive it and understand it and, and, and know how to weigh it yeah. as well. Like in friendships, in work environments, like I think it's something that is going to take a long time to normalize and understand. Agreed. We have a lot more to learn. I saw this TikTok. I don't know if I sent it to you. It was like um, men be like male suicide rates are so high and then bully each other for breathing in a gay way yeah and i think that is quite because I, I think that um male suicide rates is an is often which is a really fucked up thing which but it's true is used as an argument against feminism yes because it's like we're talking about women's rights and like well what about male suicide rates yes. it's like do you realize that that is perpetuated by the patriarchy this is, this is one of the biggest points i think and this is central to jordan peterson's view of why gender equality doesn't exist mm -hmm. um is it that, doesn't yeah it doesn't <laughs> we are so silly cancel our entire company 
But I think like there's this, the two central things that a lot of right-wing men argue is that um, men are the highest, like violence is perpetrated against men and they are incarcerated at a higher rate than women and that male suicide is much more common than women committing suicide, right? Yeah. Who are the perpetuators? Who are the perpetuators? Yeah. And this comes back to our argument a few weeks ago about um, men being oppressed. Yes. Can you label one group as both the oppressor and the uh, and the oppressed? Not really, but I think it's more nuanced than that, right? Yeah. But I think it does come back to like, we can't talk about... And uh, this is harsh, but I get so fucking sick of every year, it gets to like Men's Mental Health Awareness Month and every man is like taking a selfie with the mo they're growing or yep. fucking, you know, the, they put a certain symbol up with their hands and they're like, I challenge these people to do it. They're all happy to do an Instagram or Facebook post, yep. but they're the ones that are calling someone a pussy or a bitch or weak or saying they fucking run like a girl or play footy like a girl or tackle like a girl yep. and bullying men for doing anything that isn't hypermasculine all the fucking time. Exactly. You're the one. What's your locker room chat? What do you talk to your friends about? Do more than fucking posting yourself because it suits your agenda on the day. Exactly. It really gets to me. Yeah, me too. I agree. And also I think that um, like it's just the people, the types of people who are like that. Mm. And I'm like, obviously I support mental, men's mental health clearly, but I think the people who are doing that are also the ones who they will only care about an issue if it is solely affecting men. Yeah, but it also it gives the vibes of like we cannot have the rise of women because that's at the expense of men. Exactly, and it's like the Scott only Morrison. thing that's at the expense of men is men. If you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You could also find us on Instagram at Cheek Media Co or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes, that's the one. That's the one.